Welcome to the Charlatans Podcast. This episode is for the plant-obsessed, the plant parents who show off their botanical babies with pride. But it's also for the plant-curious. Those of you who are looking to get rooted in a new hobby, even though it might seem like a life or death situation. The Charlatans encourage you to believe in yourself. It's time to get into plants. So I, much to Madeline's dismay, I'm sure, recently propagated the Monstera that she gave me. And I could tell in our Facebook messages that you were not pleased with my actions. No, I mean, you can do whatever you want with your plant. I just think you were impatient with the growth process for the plant you had. I, no, it's not. Do you though? It's not impatience with the growth, the growth process. It was more that my cats had absolutely decimated this plant. And so she goes, maybe just cut off the bottom leaves? Question mark. No, really. And I was like, I thought about that. But then I don't know. Like I needed to repot Classic lease. Nope. Nope. Seriously. Cut it out. Throw it away. <laughs> Trash. Like I'm second guessing. I'm second guessing. <laughs> that I will admit that is classic lease. I just prefer to start over. But I had these gorgeous, like very healthy nodes, like on the top of my plant. I'm looking at I this. I love me a good node. I love a node. <laughs> That's what she said. Send me some nodes, girl. Non-plant people node are like, that. what in the world are they talking about? But like a node is it? No, no, seriously. Like, how do I explain what this is? It's just basically a this node section. is a nodule on a on a piece of stem that either can grow an aerial root or it can grow an actual root if you cut it into pieces and stick it in water or stick it in dirt. It'll grow you a new plant. So it's just a little bump. So I'm looking at my plant and I'm like, I have at least three healthy sections where I could take this apart, kind of make a new plant, put it back together. So that's my plan. And I already have hella roots. And I was yeah. so scared when I did this because I've never... Oh, no, it's fine. I've never done this before with a Monstera. It's like already a super intimidating plant to me because of how much I love it. <laughs> and again, it's it's super special to me because Madeline gave it to me. And every time I look at this plant, I like see her face and her excitement and how like she kind of empowered me to really lean into my indoor plant. And I just cut it you up. You just cut it up. But I will say I am I am pleased with my actions. So if you can't tell, today we are talking about plants. I'm Alyssa. I'm Elise. And I'm Madeline. It's really interesting to hear your story, Elise, because I think it's so interesting how something like plants can already show us our imposter syndrome. Something that's supposed to be a calming hobby, something that we can get into, something that's by choice we can start feeling like, nope, I'm wrong. I don't know if I did this right. Let me talk to somebody else. Nope, I can't listen to them either. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I guess I'll do it anyway. And I'm still panicking. Your mistake might mean death. Right? (laughs) You'll never recover. You're a failure. I always have people reach out to me on Instagram after I like will post a picture of like my palm or again, the Monstera because it's such a striking plant. I'm like, how do you keep these alive? And I can just tell people don't want to take that risk into like no hmm. you know we all walk into home depot and lowe's and we're like look at that beautiful plant section but what would i do with it what if i kill it that's okay then you kill it right i always tell everyone that like loves my plants because i i post a lot about my plants probably more than anything else probably more than i should 
But people are like, how do you keep all your plants alive? You have so many beautiful plants. And I just want to be like, you're only seeing the survivors. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's all you see. (laughs) I have killed so many plants. And though it's sad, I've learned so much. And it's a hobby worth investing into because it brings so much back to me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are like, why are you wasting your money on plants? But you see that beautiful plant in a nursery and you buy it and you get that new plant mom buzz or dad or guardian. And you just, (laughs) it's something that becomes a part of your home. It's part of your decor. It's part of your care routine. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people find that burdensome, but for me, I find it really, really enriching for my life. Well, one of the things um, I think is really cool about plants and Okay, there's two things. One, you can be a plant person at multiple levels. Out of the three of us, I am the novice here. I like it. I have no, some plants. No, you're so good. I'm, eh, Compared but I'm to also us, not, though. I'm not as... No, I don't, no, I don't say that to, like, diss you, Alyssa, but, like... Insert word. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, literally, I think Madeline and I, like, we have an obsession at this point, whereas you're way more, like, I'm, like, even-tempered about it, whereas, I, you know... And I feel like it's I have to hold myself from it being an obsession because then I'm like, well, I don't have the time for another obsession. But one of the things I like about plants is, you know how you get like asked questions like, what are your hobbies? What are you into? I always think around like Christmas time, you're doing like those stupid secret Santas and they're like, write five things you're into. And I'm like, books. <laughs> That's all I got. Cats. I'm like, I'm 80 years old. But, you know. And plants, loving it. Yeah, right? You're practically a golden girl. Um, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's some goals right there. Um, but plants are like, I feel as adults, we don't have as many hobbies. We say we don't have enough time to jump in and try something new. We're too afraid to try something new. I'm always convincing myself, oh, I don't fit that stereotype. Oh, I'm not that person. Oh, I can't fit in with that group. So plants, for me, when I started, one, a friend helped me out. Two, it's budget friendly. Three, it's a hobby I can do personally to myself and nobody has to know mm-hmm. if I fail at it. Mm-hmm. It's that, like, I can keep this hidden if it's a total screw-up. <laughs> and if it's not, I'll post it on Instagram. Or, you know, you've got other people. You can kind of, like, start reaching out. What do you think? Are you into this? You get to start redefining what you're into. I was telling Madeline, everyone starts with succulents. Yeah. Right? Because they're cute and pretty. I don't really like succulents, though. They get no, to a point boo. where they outgrow, like, the pot, and they're not so cute and pretty anymore. Mm-hmm. I kind of, like... I don't know. I really like the monster. I like how big it is. Mm-hmm. And I like and, viney stuff. And where we're at, succulents, it's like, I love succulents too. I love the appearance of my, I know I booed them, but that's because we live in the Midwest where we don't get tropical sunshine or that's true. dry mm-hmm. sunshine at all times. So they get super leggy. And also succulents, you think, oh, it's a small plant. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be hard to take care of. And especially if you're getting your first plant, all you want to do is love it to death and that will die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It will die. And then you're like, I suck at plants and I'll never try a plant again. I I lived in an apartment um, with north-facing windows only, and I was a plant person, and people kept gifting me succulents because they're like, oh, for your little apartment, here's a little plant. I'm just like, thanks. This will see the trash in approximately three months if it's strong. <laughs> you know? But so now that I don't have north-facing windows, oh, I got them all, my friend. 
everything but succulents. <laughs> I feel that story so hard. My first apartment when I first got married was in a literal basement. And I was given this, this like succulent. And at the time, this was what, 2012 and terrariums were all the rage. If oh, right. you did not have a terrarium in your house, you were nobody. Obviously, that's an exaggeration, but I really wanted to make my own. So I went and I got all the supplies and I like blogged about it. And it was this whole thing. <laughs> and I put that thing in my windowsill. And as Madeline said, I want to say maybe three weeks later, it was just like reaching for the stars. And it did not look good. <laughs> <laughs> because plants reach for sunlight. Obviously, that's their main source of food and nutrients. And I got like two good hours in the morning. And maybe that was it. By one o'clock, it looked like 5 p.m. on a winter day. Oh, gosh. And it was so depressing. But at the same time, this little succulent was like this ray of sunshine in my basement apartment because it was something green. It was alive. It was like I feel really strongly about bringing nature indoors as a way to like beautify and make your space peaceful to your your own like mental health. And that was the beginning of that journey for me of this, like, I live in a basement. I need to bring something inside that's, like, of nature. I think that helped um, me a lot, too. I think when I got my first plant, it was winter time, And I go through such of that, that seasonal withdrawal. I need my sunshine. I need to see something growing. And here in the Midwest, winter lasts forever. Even if there's not snow on the ground, it's still, like, mm -hmm. freezing cold. There's rain. There's wind. It's just really gross. It doesn't go above 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Even in, like, it just doesn't. In May 2020, we got snow. It snowed here. But Honestly, yeah. in the Midwest, we feel like it's warm if it's 45 degrees oh, and yeah. we can wear our flip flops. Yep. But our plants won't live outside. Right. No. no way. So, but to have something like that for me, especially in the winter, you wake up in the morning and it's dark outside. By the time I come home from work, it's dark outside. You're just like, it feels like you're in perpetual gloom. So then to have a plant, something you can take care of, you can spend some quiet time with, and it shows you life in what feels like a desolate place. Mm -hmm. Like it, it brings you just a tiny bit of comfort. Some of you might think that's over-exaggerating, but I swear it's not for those of us who are no, so it's affected really by the so weather. True. Oh yeah. I, I have to say that this last winter with my being in my house for a first winter and without an apartment and... I inherited a lot of plants from my mom um, before she moved away and a lot of ones that she taught me with. And I got um, a lot of my own as well as small ones gifted to me. And I don't feel like my seasonal depression was as bad this year mm -hmm. because I had so many green things. I remember because at a New Year's party, everybody was like, freaking jungle in here. Mm -hmm. And hey, now that it's growth season again, you wait till next winter, my friends. We will be wading through. Bring a machete. And then it's free cuttings. <laughs> but I love that. I love when I walk into a space and there's like parlor palms everywhere. And what's another plant you have? You have somehow managed to keep a croton alive, which I don't know if we want to get into oh, plant I love my specifics. Croton. But this plant is the most yeah. persnickety, bitchy of it's, all plants. It's a diva. Oh, my God. You touch it or look at it the wrong way and it starts to wilt. Like, so... I, here's a story about my croton. So these are very tropical, humidity loving plants and you have to keep the moisture level in the soil high. You have to have a very peaty soil. You have to have a bright light, but not direct light <laughs> and not too wet and definitely not dry. And what dry is depends on the day. Like this plant is so, a full-time job. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
except for when you get to know it. And my dad gave me this one. And I actually put in a, I don't have um, central air in my house, so we put in a window unit. And so my croton was on a, not crouton, like the gluten <laughs> bread. I know some people are like, what are they saying? No, not salad. Though you probably want to make it salad by the time you're done with it. Um, so it's on a table. And it's just getting really cold air blown at it. I'm like, this diva is going to start losing leaves, right? So I'm like, oh, here, Croton, let's move you 10 feet away onto another table. Same amount of light, da, da, da. Did it start losing leaves? Absolutely, it did. It wanted to still be by that damn air conditioner because it wanted that table. It knew. It knew. knew. I lost two leaves. I didn't lose any leaves over the winter. None. Okay, so yeah. I move it on a table. That croton story, I have to add on to that. Because as you said, we were at your house for New Year's Eve. And my husband, who puts up with my plant obsession, not overly indulgent, but he he goes with it. He's at Madeline's house. And he's sitting in the chair next to that table where that croton was. And he bumped his arm on that table and the leaves fell off. And I think and three or four of us yes. were like, don't do it. Leave the croton alone. There, don't do it. There was a collective gasp around the room because we knew. We knew what that probably I have was going to do to that plant. I have two crotons on the table right there. I have a Petra and I have, I think, a bush on fire croton. And I think the bush on fire is the one that was losing leaves. We were oh like, my oh gosh. Shit. I was still recovering. So... I got a croton. You're like, oh, God. Yeah. Well, I got a croton, and it died quickly. And I left the croton carcass in the window to remind me of my failure. <laughs> How bad is that? That Can is you look at the inner deep part of so me that sad. was like, and rub I, that failure in, girl. And I, was, I was growing another croton, and I was like, hey, Alyssa, I have another one ready. And she's like, nope. <laughs> a note to all plant newbies. Nope. You do not need to leave your skeleton plants in your windows don't do that it was a moment it was like am I gonna overcome this shame and oh I had to like God. it was like looking into the darkest part of your soul see this You're is like, the do part I keep where going? you don't need <laughs> you do not need to internalize plant failure <laughs> this much all. Alyssa oh, just Alyssa. took this one very very personally the plant I took very personally was a string of dolphins <gasps> and you might have heard of a string of pearls but I my favorite is a string of dolphins I ordered one from a private seller and then I killed those. And you know, like, okay, it's my first time having it. And it's a type of succulent. So my husband, for our anniversary, gets me a giant basket. It had to have been over 50 bucks. And I told him, I said, I'm going to kill this. And he's like, no, you'll be fine. I'm like, this is a gorgeous plant. I will kill this. He's like, no, you can do it. What happened? I killed it. <laughs> And I'm friends with the pl- the local plant owner over or plant owner plant shop owner in um, our area, and I brought it back. She's like, "Oh no, maybe we can save it for some cuttings." I'm like, "No, you can't." She's like, "Bring it in." I'm like, "Okay," and I bring it in, and I just hand it to her, and she's like, "Oh, that was expensive." I was like, "Why did you?" Oh say- my god, shame. <laughs> she's like, "Doctor, shame. we can't operate on this child." <laughs> and I said, "I said." Do you want the plastic basket? And she's like, I'll reuse it. I'm like, I do not Damn. want it near me. <laughs> My plant of shame is a, I'm probably saying this wrong, but a, a Diefenbachia. What's its common name? Um, it can be a dumb cane. Dumb cane. Thank you. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, 
I bought that plant from Lowe's on a day where I was particularly feeling shitty. It must have like internalized this like this energy I brought it home with. I kid you not. Like, they say plants do that. What? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. This plant, it's okay. So like, again, I brought it in my house. It's similar to the croton. It was just in a place that it must not have liked. I, if you live, if you listen to our podcast, you'll know that I live in a house that was built before nineteen twenty. It's an antique house. It has some pretty drafty window treatments, even though my windows have been replaced. So it's just a problem from the beginning. And it didn't like the draft, started shedding leaves, turning yellow, really getting leggy. And I was like, I need to, I need to make some, make some decisions here. And I completely took it apart, propagated it, pulled it out of the, you know, the root ball that had, I I think I just, I leave my plants in the original pot too long and they get root bound. (laughs) So I apologize to all future plants, but I do have some of it still alive today. And I give it away to like friends who are trying to start their plant inventory. So you just tried to describe plant shame, yet you were bounded. So that does not qualify. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And she gives it away to show more love. Screw you. Let's all talk about a majesty palm. How about that? That is uniting plant of shame. Let's not talk about palms. Oh, palms. Palms are a different you situation. You want to talk about They make good bitches. tinder. My big one just died. My parlor palm is still doing I'm well, hoping though. my big one dies. <laughs> parlor Sorry. palm is fine. Yeah, she wants it gone. Yeah, I'm she like, does. I'll was, take it. That was a pot? Do you not want it? I really don't want it. I will take it tonight. I want the pot. Well, I'll leave the pot. You give me a snake plant and you can have my palm. Done deal. Do you have any snake plants? I have three snake plants. I can give you one of them. Let Guys, me describe you are this majesty palm. witnessing this deal right now. <laughs> this Let is me what describe we do. this majesty palm. <laughs> Alyssa has had a majesty palm in her yard since it's been warm, and the squirrel started to attack it, and I believe it has one frond left. Okay. And Elise just traded a healthy snake plant for it. I'm just saying, it's settled. <laughs> Alyssa made out like a bandit. I am trying so hard to bring that sucker back to life. It was a $15 purchase at Ikea that I was like, $15 for a big plant. I have the perfect corner. Needless did I have to read any of the directions about palms are sassy little bitches you have to like really watch. What do you know? They're a tropical plant that we brought into the Midwest. And I bought it in like February in an ice storm. See, I... <laughs> I was like, I need some plants. Look! Yeah. The Florida beaches. No, seriously. You look at a majesty palm and you're like, this is everything I need in my life right now. It's drama. It is. It's drama. It's beauty. It's lush. It's green. It's leafy. There's something about it that like the human psyche is drawn to. However, the difference between my house and your house, and I think reasons why my currently why my palm is doing better is because I have a grow light. So maybe it'll like rehab. Yeah. And that's where I draw a line. I cannot bring myself to be, (laughs) to do a grow light, but, and this is why I said, for now, that you are more even tempered than me and Madeline because we've got grow lights all over the place. I look like I'm growing marijuana in my house. Well, oh yeah, now. it's my like little apartment trying to light. Keep, my apartment trying to keep a little succulent alive. It just looked like weed twenty four seven. You're like it's almost legal. Yeah, no, yeah, because um, grow lights. For those that don't know, they have a purple, blue, or red sort of cast, so it looks like you're having hydroponic setup in your apartment. <laughs> One of the things about plants, since I'm one of the, I did not grow up with indoor plants. My mother would tell you that she kills them all. I just recently gave her one and I'm like trying to promise her, like, you literally can't kill this plant. Which one did you give her? I gave her. Pothos. Pothos. And I'm like, you, you can't kill this. Mm -hmm. It's like a hosta. Mm -hmm. You want to kill it. I know. And can't. (laughs) Um, 
I fucking hate hostas. I, right? Midwest. Oh, sorry. Um, Midwest, dear child. But like, part of me feels very self-conscious about learning new things. I like the realms I already know because I feel confident. I do not like being a novice in something and having to tell people I don't know. I like being a know-it-all. I like knowing my area. So when you're trying a new hobby, you have to be okay with like figuring things out. Mm -hmm. And I don't like doing that. I feel very insecure. So with plants, I got super into it. I was like, look, this one plant lived. Let me buy all the plants. And I just started buying things that were pretty. I bought palms because they were pretty. I brought the croton because it was pretty. But they weren't good fits for me. Mm -hmm. The viney plants, mm-hmm. you can kind of, like, leave them alone. So if I have, like, some crazy-ass week, they won't die on me instantly and make that week even worse for me. Mm-hmm. Well, their palm is like, look at me, love me, warm me. Mm-hmm. And you're like, screw you. I'm watching Vampire Diaries. It's a needy bitch. And that's something to be said. Like, we're talking about our plant failures, but the amount of joy we get from the plants to stay alive, let me tell you. You will have plants that suit how you take care of plants and you will learn how you take care of plants Mm -hmm. and which ones are more naturally suited. And if you're willing to put an extra effort to learn another way that you naturally care give, for lack of a better term, for for plants, then then go for it. I was that person that wanted to make it more of a hobby because it has sort of a, I don't know, it's like a nostalgic thing for me and I, I feel like I get a real payback from growing them. But like Alyssa's mentioning, vining plants like Hoya or Pothos or philodendrons, vining philodendrons, they're really, really cool. And that's why I try to have a string of dolphins. I really like vining plants, but succulent and we don't get along. And there's a plenty of other plants I don't get along with, and that's okay. If you're looking for a new hobby, this is a really good one to start out with a small budget. You know, you can start out small. If you kill it, it's not a big dent. Um, Mm -hmm. if you want a bigger basket, then you can check your financial situation to see if you want to go for a bigger basket of something, or if you want to get multiple things at once and test it all at once and see how they grow differently. It's just one of those things I, I highly recommend for all the reasons we already mentioned. You see growth coming back at you. It's really good in the winter time, even if you're in a warm place. It's just constantly seeing green around you has so many good effects. I just see plants as this realm of interests where it's it's a healthy outlet for adults to take risks like you learn something new about yourself like Madeline said you learn kind of how you naturally give attention to something and what I love is that you can like you can you can throw yourself into this hobby and there's not a lot of risk it's very safe it's fun you know and I love I started to learn that okay how do I how do I navigate this weird new hobby that I'm finding myself into what I love about going to stores like like Stein's which is our like local sort of chain or Milligers or Milligers yeah um my Milligers like, dang I it say, I thought I'm it was not Wisconsin enough I don't know what it is God if someone bless knows, them, please correct us but there's always a little tag or sticker on the plant itself that says what kind of light it needs and what kind of like watering it needs, where it likes to be in your house. And that's super Assess helpful. Assess the situation. Hell yes. And Assess so it. then you can kind of ask yourself, okay, what directions are my windows facing? Do they face north, south, east, west? In this area, the Midwest, the like south and kind of east-west windows are kind of what you want to go towards. North is really not going to give you much light. So if you're all north-facing, go with very low-light plants. 
That's my little tip of the day. On top of it, what are your guys' suggestions we can kind of go around for people that don't know what to look for? A lot of plants that you see commonly, what are some good starting plants that you would recommend that you ended up loving and having success with? My first, the first thing that comes to my mind is a snake plant because again, it is drought resistant. So it, it, it will handle you not watering it for weeks on end. It so requires... in contrast to a majesty palm with Correct. one frond. Mm-hmm. Correct. Please remember world, you heard the deal. Indeed. So a snake plant really doesn't need a ton of water. It doesn't need a ton of light. It really doesn't need a ton of care. Honestly, throw that thing in a pretty pot and call it a day. Um, it's very draft hardy. Like if you're throwing it in a window that has a draft, it's going to be fine. I really don't know how to kill this plant. I have a snake (laughs) plant. I bought it when I first moved into the current house I live in, which was about two years ago. I neglected it. I don't think I watered this plant for a year and it still popped out little baby plants, which I have now separated into the three, one of which I'm going to give to Alyssa. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my recommendation, a snake plant. And you- I have a snake plant from Elise, and it's yeah. doing really well. And it makes me think of her all the time. And, and they're really so nice. pretty. They're like structural and they're majestic, and just very, it's my ideal plant. I think I would suggest the Monstera. I don't feel like it needs a ton of care. Very I mean, hardy. I, I agree. But I find that it is very rewarding so if you don't know what it is please google it because it was my first very big plant and usually big plants are more expensive so I was afraid to venture into that and Madeline gave me this one so yes plants are nostalgic because I like looking around thinking of like the friends who have helped me keep something alive or give me something but the monstera it grows these new leaves and branches very quickly Mm -hmm. and easily and it is the most beautiful thing to watch because, like, within a week and a half, you can get this brand new, like, stem. It unfurls. It unfurls. It's so beautiful. And it's, like, one of those plants. I don't, like, if you live in the Midwest, one of my favorite seasons is, like, when spring hits and you start to see, like, the leaf buds come out. Right? And then all of a sudden, like, you look back up at the leaves and, it, like, the trees and it, they're filled with leaves. Like, all of a sudden, like, this growth has come out of nowhere. And that's what the Monstera reminds mm-hmm. me of. Like, you might be like in a really bad place or something and all of a sudden you see this new one growing and the next week and a half you can watch it like become this full big thing and it's like shit I did that man like that's so cool and I just find that very rewarding after like big heavy days that is so beautiful thank you and they're they're <laughs> they're also known as swiss cheese plants or split leaf philodendrons if mm-hmm. that rings a bell too well, because in mine, so many things. I, I don't know much about them, but each leaf is different. Sometimes it's full. Sometimes it has holes. So it's like always kind of like this guessing game. And even my kids like to be like, look, we see a new leaf coming. Like, and That's we, so we joke yeah. about it. It's like a cute, hearty plant that mm-hmm. I, I like to watch it see what happens. It's like a little surprise. And they're called, they're called fenestrations. And as they get older and bigger and bigger, it's technically a vine. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I've told mm-hmm. you guys that before. Yeah. So it'll start to like w- work like a backbone plant and go zigzag back and forth yeah. with those aerial roots and climb. And you'll get holes in the center of the leaves as well as the splits on the ends. That's cool. So they'll just yeah. continue to unfurl. So it's just like it only gets better and more interesting as they age. So the more you love it, the more it puts out and you get these really cool details. 
And I'm just so happy that you love that so much. That makes me happy. Well, this is one of the things I hate about 2020 with not being able to see people too. Is I used to have people come in like Madeline or Elise and they'd be like, look, your pilly is doing so well. Look, your hair has a new leaf. Like, I know. I know. Thank you. <laughs> but you like, we are plant friends. You want to share that with people. People who aren't even plant friends, they come in and make comments and it like makes you. It's impressive. It makes you feel good. People notice when there's a well-situated plant in a house <laughs> it's like hmm that wasn't there before it's striking mm-hmm. I would recommend um any kind of pothos or pathos depending on I always called it pathos because I say pothos, too, that, pathos. Eh, pathos. Mm-hmm. um but golden pathos I can't decide how to say it now <laughs> <laughs> um goldens are the way to go for the hardiest plant you could have besides a snake plant it will grow and grow and grow into long vines. They're easy to propagate, easy to learn on, easy to learn how to overwater is really mm-hmm. overwatering and to see signs of distress. They're so common now. Um, but there's so many different varieties. There's jade and neon and um, enjoy and pearls the and jade. There's so really many different really beautiful the ones. neon is really cool. Oh, I love my neon. And marble queen is probably very mm-hmm. dramatic because mm-hmm. people are liking white and yeah. green plants now. Yeah. Um, but I would suggest getting one of those if you want more of that drapey, elegant look, or you can put um, a moss pole in it and have it climb vertically up. And so it depends on it, what kind of shape you want. They're really resilient. Um, and I just thought of, you know, your favorite plants that, because Alyssa was talking about, she's suggesting the Monstera, but it's also kind of her favorite. You could tell because how she's gushing about it. Um, one of my favorite plants are probably my Hoyas, which is another trailing plant. And those are pretty hardy too and are getting easier to find. Also my weird fiddly fig I have in the center of my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't touch those. Fiddly figs are so Oh, they're, protons. they're divas. Diva. Yeah. They're divas. Yeah. yeah. I, mine threw a fit the other day because mm-hmm. I moved it an inch, but yeah, it's I've fine. got a three-year-old it. who throws fits. I don't need another one. I'll That's buy the fine. fake one from Ikea. I, I just, I'm asking for it. I'm childless. Just get a 10-foot fig in my house and it's fine. <laughs> so with that being said, we are definitely going to post some of our favorite plants that we have um, on our Instagram and probably our Facebook too. But we would, would love, 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 love to see all of your houseplant pictures. If you're a houseplant person or if you're not, if you have your one plant that you covet or your grandma's plant that she's had for 50 years, um, we would love to see them because we gush over it and nerd out about it. And Elise, how can they send those pictures in? You can tag us on Instagram at Charlatans Pod or send them to us on Facebook. You can search the Charlatans Podcast. And last, email us at charlatanspod at gmail.com. And Alyssa, what are we smelling today? Guys, just for your listening pleasures, I bought a new candle. We are smelling the Magnolia Home Candle Bloom. It's really good. It Check is. it out. Every time I open my mouth to talk, I'm like, what am I, what is that? It's perfect it's for this theme. It's palpable. It is in my palate. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we really appreciate you guys putting in the time um, with us and having a conversation with us. And if you have some extra time, feel free to review us on Apple Podcasts. It really crazily affects how our podcast is seen. So if you have time to do that, please do. Other than that, um, I guess we'll just see you on the next listen. <laughs>